On this episode, we're discussing AVIT hiring trends in 2020 with Tier PM experts, Jonathan Webster and Maura Quinn. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. You're listening to the AV Nation Women in AV Wavecast. AV IT hiring trends in 2020 with PM experts. Welcome, everybody. We're really thrilled that you can join us for the AV Nation Women in AV Wavecast. This is the only podcast in the industry that focuses on women, what matters to us, and how we can all improve and be better together to welcome uh, new women and help advance those that are in the AV industry. I'm really thrilled today to uh, have join us, Tier PM and uh, their experts, uh, Maura Quinn. She's a communication specialist and woman of many hats, so uh, we'll find out about her, and Jonathan Webster. He is the Senior Technical Recruiter for TRPM, and you know Jonathan has just amazing knowledge and background experience about hiring, Boy. career staffing, trends and things like that that's going on in the industry. So this is just a really valuable um, opportunity um, for us to learn from experts and sort of see what's going on with the trends with hiring. Um, TRPM is a workforce solutions uh, firm. They also do data visualization and uh, things along those lines. So let's just jump into it and uh, hear what they have to say. Mara, welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having us on today. Great. Great. We're so excited for you to be here. And Jonathan, welcome, welcome from New Thank Jersey. You. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, from Jersey. Glad to be here. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. So one of the things that, you know, we really wanted to help our viewers understand is who is TRPM and what are you guys excited about in 2020? Right. Well, so TRPM uh, is a avian IT workforce solutions company. Uh, we do everything from audiovisual and IT staffing and project management to data analytics and visualizations to application development, IT infrastructure and cloud services. Um, and so on. So pretty much we cover the entire gamut of audiovisual and IT um, in both industries. Uh, there's a lot to be excited about for 2020, but um, we're really confident about what a great year it's going to be, especially um, with our new data analytics and visualization services. We're super, super excited about that. Um, it's really an industry changing tool just with what people and the audiovisual industry are able to do and utilize. Um, they're now able to utilize their data. So it's really bringing the two worlds of IT and AV together. And with TRPM's expertise in the IT world, we're now able to bridge that gap and bring it over into the audiovisual world um, with things like our data visuals and data anal analytics services. And what makes TRPM's data analytics and services unique about uh, some of the other things that you might find out in the industry? That What are you guys doing that's special? Um, so really, we're one of the first uh, companies to do this. We have the uh, capability to take any data that um, your company has, whether it's um, asset management data or conference room user usage data, technology usage, um, any integrators would be able to use this. And pretty much anyone in any industry actually is able to use this um, just based off of the data that's collected through any um, software and hardware service or uh, technology. Um, and so that 
those reports will be fed into the data analytic dashboard and then will be put into visualizations that are easily read and digestible by um, the company and all people of the company. Um, and what's really huge about this is that it allows companies to make real-time business decisions. Um, it could impact everything from managed services to cost savings uh, to inventory control um, and also the discovery of emerging AV markets. So it really uh, is bridging the gap and the key to optimizing audiovisual audio data uh, that we have not really broken into as an industry yet. That's awesome. And you're, you're building this platform so that you can actually integrate with a lot of the other existing sort of places where data exists in other companies. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. So it can be used across the board. It is um, completely agnostic and um, totally usable with uh, things such as like Crestron Fusion um, and pretty much any kind of manufacturer um, and integrator and beyond that um, produces data pretty much. Um, and also just a fun little thing, uh, keep an eye out for our upcoming affiliate program that we are putting together now that will incorporate and involve um, pretty much any kind of company that wants to get involved with the dashboarding and use for their clients. Um, and just really get that broad use out of it that everyone uh, could use. That's awesome. That's really great. Yeah, because the more data that you can have and integrate into your systems, the more useful that it is going to be to everybody else. So definitely oh, awesome. Yeah, and I think what people don't realize is that um, data is literally everywhere. You know, there's dark data, there's big data. Um, and in every device that we have that's connected to IoT and all of that fun stuff, um, it holds data. So just because you're, you might not be aware of it or you're not utilizing it yet, um, it's really easy to start using it and to actually use it to your benefit and optimize your business, optimize um, buying and selling and so on and so forth. So it really in every single niche of your company is an extremely useful tool. Cool, and then you guys have the expertise because you've really you've built this platform so you know the types of data that people out there that might not even know that they exist can get and you know, you really right. have the expertise like behind it that you can customize it to a client's needs. Yes, it's awesome. definitely. Yes, totally customizable. And yeah, it's great having our hand in AV and in IT because we really understand the full gamut of both industries, both on the front end and the back end and throughout. Cool. Well, one of the things I definitely wanted to touch on, so that's, that's really exciting and that's, you know, really fantastic to really break into these new kind of grounds of data um, that a lot of companies haven't yet. Um, one of the things that, you know, I wanted to touch on is what we do together and, you know, what we've been doing since last year for women and, you know, advancing uh, women's careers. So, you know, TPM has been like a fantastic partner um, in offering, and this is, you know, we'll get into this and this is more along Jonathan's lines about the staffing and the hiring and resources. We've really uh, tried to offer an opportunity to women to be able to you know, take advantage of the expertise that Tier PM has in, uh, in advancing their careers, in asking questions, in being able to have a consulting, a free consulting service sure. that they can utilize um, that they wouldn't get anywhere else to be able to match jobs and, and just sort of give them guidance. So, you know, we're really grateful to have that partnership, Wave Careers. And I think, you know, it's, it's been really pretty successful. Jonathan, we know one of the things that um, is, I really enjoy doing is every week we have our weekly, like, Wave Careers Q&A. Uh, and, yep. you know, you get, you get out there on Twitter and, you know, 
we ask a question and you know you really give us this, this insight that you wouldn't otherwise have so you know what is what is it like you know having like women in our industry and you know what are some of the things that you see about you know whether or not they're they're joining or you know what's that representation like right now so in in technology uh, by and large um there are very few women within the technical spaces. Your, you know, your technical positions such as programmers, architects, engineers. Um, you tend to see more women in in sales roles, project management roles, or business analyst roles. Um, it's incredibly refreshing when I get a resume and it's um, a woman that's a programmer, or a woman that's a technician, or a woman that's an engineer. Um, you know, certainly we would like to see more more women. Um, take on those technical roles and certainly our clients love the diversity. They love the, 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 they love how women think, right? Women, they, they think differently than, than men do. And, and certainly when it comes to being a collaborative team, it's really good to have ideas and, and methods um, come from different, from different places. So it's always so refreshing to see um, women in the, the, the marketplace take on these technical roles. So, yeah. Right. And you know, it, Certainly, we we would love that, but I mean, how often? Like, can you sort of shed the the light? Like, what what do you think? Like, the percentage? Are, are we still sort of struggling to to have women come? You know, be represented in the industry and looking for jobs, etc. Certainly, certainly, I would say in the technical roles, it's it's probably less than a percentage, and in the um, you know, the more operational, the project management, business analysts, um, sales roles, it's probably under five percent. Um, so it's, it's definitely, um, we definitely would like to see more women, you know, in those, in those roles. So. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and I mentioned that, you know, what we do every week, we sort of, we try to put out a question, you know, that's going to like be of interest to people that they might not necessarily, you know, get a chance to ask, but I just want to like reiterate to our viewers and to everybody out there, you know, um, Jonathan himself is, you know, just an incredible resource in terms of understanding how to help people navigate their careers, you know, sort of identifying like places where you can get resume help, you know, and so, you know, we really, you know, want to make sure that like whatever we can do to sort of help improve women's you know, advancement in the industry or just participating, you know, <laughs> is something we focus yeah. on. So, um, Absolutely. you know, with that, yeah, with that, you know, it's, you know, I'd really love to hear your perspective on, you know, what is the progression? You know, we've seen so much over the last like 10 years about, you know, you talk about the AV and IT and, you know, TRPM really has a vantage point of being able to see both sides of, you know, the tech industry and how they're coming together. So one of the things, just generally speaking about, you know, how we as an industry are keeping up, you know, progressing with those types of things, you know, what, what are you finding in, you know, are people getting trained on, AV, are people in AV getting trained on IT? You know, what are some of the different, you know, areas that you see, you know, we as candidates or, you know, recommendations you make for candidates? to sure. like so, really stay up to date with what's happening in the real world. Sure. So there's a, there's a lot there and I'll try to be, be brief. Sorry. But, um, so I started my career as an IT recruiter and for years, um, IT was kind of on one side of the fence and then audiovisual because it was mostly hardware, you know, hardware based monitors and uh, cameras and things of that, th things of that nature. They were kind of on the electric engineering side 
and the two sides never mixed. Um, you know, when you spoke to candidates on each side, they were very, very, very clear about which side of the fence they were on. Um, in fact, they'd even be insulted if you called them IT guys or if you called the IT guys uh, electric engineers. So they were very, um, very steadfast on what side of the fence they were on. Um, it was interesting. I went to Infocom, my first Infocom, um, I guess three, yeah, three years ago now. And I was so amazed at how much the technology, the IT side and the electric engineering or the AV side have started to blend together. And that line that was once very, very rigid is now just blurred and it's getting more and more blurred every day. Um, when you look at things like video conferencing um, and the fact that video conferencing is now very server, very network, um, cloud-based, things like, um, you know, BlueJeans and even Zoom and, and different, different, um, different uh, platforms are becoming now more driven by software and more driven by what we have traditionally called IT. Um, Internet of Things, um, all of these areas where hardware and software are starting to speak more and more and more, and the two lines are just the blur. The lines getting more and more blurred. Um, so, and even integrators, I see a lot of integrators go from being companies where they traditionally focused on um, just AV integration, where now they're trying to capitalize on the clients they already have and saying, "Well, we already manage your boardroom." Now we can go back a little bit. We can manage your server room. We can manage your data centers. You can really get a bang for your buck. So now a lot of audiovisual integrators are now becoming true systems integrators and in that they can do everything from IT to AV, even telecom, unified communications. They're looking to do it all now because it's now starting to blend to blend together. Um, so I would say really to any, you know, audiovisual professional kind of, you know, Join some networking groups, you know, um, maybe subscribe to a couple of different magazines, you know, pay attention to um, the blogs and such on different groups, perhaps LinkedIn, LinkedIn groups that you, and follow the technology and follow where it goes and begin to immerse yourself in it so you don't get left behind. Right. You know, and it's, it's interesting, like one of the, the questions that I have is, um, I've always had this sort of idea around like, you know, do you have to have a job experience? Does it have to be something that you have? experience in doing for your job in order to really qualify for that. And I, and I asked that because, you know, I think, you know, you and I had talked before about how, you know, you brought the ring technology, you know, to set up into sort of your, your own house and how that's going to, to sure. do it yourself. So, I mean, how, how valuable is actually, you know, if you can't necessarily get IT experience at a job working on a server, you mentioned these LinkedIn groups and sort of, you know, these other things are those things that candidate I mean that employers really take seriously about like people going out and getting experience on their own well so especially with a lot of the integrators um, you know when you join an integrator you're on a team um, to kind of back that up a little bit in terms of being able to get experience um, there's lots of integrators that want to hire people with integration experience if you're an entry-level um, technician a good route to go is join um, the event side of things. So the event side of things, you're doing temporary installations, you're setting up for shows, um, operating lighting, um, rigging cameras, sound, all of that stuff. That's a really good place to start and then morph into the integration. Um, in terms of if you were to be hired by an integrator, a lot of times you're gonna go out with a team. During the interview process, um, at least our clients, they do a very good job of, of understanding what are our 
candidates are capable of. Um, you know, they may not have a cert certification in IT, but they've tinkered around some servers and they've kind of done some work on the side and what have you, uh, maybe some work for family members. Um, they do a really good job of partnering that person up with a senior person to kind of get that on the job training um, until they get their legs up under, up under them and they can respond to calls on their own. Um, so that's another, another, um, another good way to go. Um, even on the IT side of things, if you start as a desktop technician or maybe a, um, you, you, know, you move up into a server admin, a lot of these organizations are using um, the video conferencing platforms, um, Crestron systems, all these different systems inside their boardrooms. That's a really good area to start to get experience touching that technology to be able to say you've touched it, you've worked with it, you've troubleshot it to some degree, maybe further in your career, you've programmed it. Um, you know, so you're, as I, I would tell any candidate, if you get an opportunity to get into um, a company and you're given the opportunity to learn and to broaden your skill set, by all means, take that. Um, because the way that the technology is going right now, it's very good to be, you know, siloed and very good at one thing. Um, but these days, it's really great to have a broad skill set and be able to offer a lot to whatever company you work for because a lot of these companies are running with lean lean teams you know they're you know they have a, a dedicated programmer and a dedicated field engineer but it'd be great if that programmer could also do some of the field engineer work and vice versa so the more that you can offer an organization and based on your skill set and your experiences that's I mean that's golden awesome yeah that's really that's really key because you know it's sometimes we move a little bit more slowly and uh, then sure. the technology itself. And so those that are, you know, really staying ahead of the curve and actually, you know, getting themselves involved, um, it's a significant advantage. Sure. And you get Laura, caught in your, I, I was, I'm sorry. And you get caught in your day to day. You get caught in your day to day. You know what you go to work and do. Um, and if you're, if you're, if you're kind of trapped, if you will, in the technology that your company offers, um, and you don't really know what the latest and greatest is, that can be at a disadvantage too. So it's, it's, it's incumbent upon everyone that's serious about technology to do your homework off the clock, you know, do your homework on your weekends, see what groups you can belong to so that you yourself can stay up on the changes. So, sorry. No, no that's cool. I, it's, it's really great. It's, it's kind of critical to not just only the people moving forward in industry, but our industry to sort of embrace that, sure. you know, as, as a holy to, to stay up on that. Maura, I wanted to, um, you know, ask you a, a question um, about workplace culture. And, and I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to go like, you know, this be a question for both you and Jonathan, but I you know, wanted to shift to you. Um, one of the things that, you know, we hear about a lot and, you know, it gets talked about a lot, especially these days, is, you know, workplace culture and, and how valuable is that uh, to people. So, you know, one of the challenges that, you know, until we had talked earlier was, you know, how do we even define that? You know, it's because workplace culture can mean so many different things depending upon the context of the conversation that you're having. So, you know, can you help, you know, our viewers and everybody, you know, understand sort of like what types of things qualify for workplace culture, you know, from a tier PM perspective? And then Jonathan, you know, I'd really like to hear after that following up, like, you know, who's, who's really talking about it more, you know, from a perspective of hiring and everything like that. So. What, what do you think? Mom? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, just talking from a tier PM standpoint um, in companies in general, a workplace uh, culture really consists of, you know, the hours, if they're like flexible, if you can come in um, early on or you 
you do more like a nine to five. Uh, you can work from home options, remote working. Um, do the coworkers go and have lunch together? Do they hang out, you know, outside of work? Um, are there team building activities? Um, so based, it's interesting what you say that it can be very different depending on the company, like TierPM, for example, we're a nationwide company, but um, we are each remote. So I'm in California and Jonathan is in New Jersey. Um, however, I do feel like I know Jonathan very well because we keep in touch uh, quite often. We have just a good um, camaraderie, I feel, uh, you know, a really great sense of teamwork, I feel, at TierPM. So it really, I think it starts at the top um, and then that, nature versus nurture within the company kind of you know you choose who you want on your team right so you choose like-minded people people who will probably work together um, and then the more that you bring that together the more it kind of flows and becomes the culture of the workplace yeah yeah that's that's awesome and then you know also it's like you know when i thought about like you know from a hiring staffing sort of perspective it's you know workplace culture is important to some people, but it's also not to others. But you mentioned like a great fact. It's like, you know, workplace culture from sort of the hiring perspective is whether or not people get together, but it's also could mean for some people health benefits, you know, whether or not, you know, that that's an important thing to them, depending upon who they are, um, you know, and then there's other people that, you know, sort of want just like just a salary um, in, in terms of what really sort of matters to them. So, um, that's really great. And obviously workplace culture is something that you guys see, you know, every day in, in terms of, yeah. So Jonathan, I mean, like that sort of like, that brings a question that I, that I had to you, like who really cares about it right now more or so think, do they care differently? So I think both people care. Um, when it comes to culture from a company standpoint, um, you know, finding a candidate that does not fit your, your company culture um, oftentimes equates to a bad hot hire and bad hires are just detrimental to companies. I mean, uh, bringing in a bad hire can really set you back quite a bit. Um, financially, it can set you back. It can set the growth of the team back. Um, so culture from a company standpoint is very important, but from a candidate standpoint, which I deal primarily with the candidates. So most candidates will ask me, it's usually one of their first questions. They ask me about company culture. They ask me about the culture of the company. Um, and the questions that they ask me are questions that I often tell them to ask during the interview because I can give them my take on things and what I've heard from the client. But ultimately, it's really great to hear from the client during an interview. Um, certainly, the questions that Mara asked um, are great questions that you'd like to ask. Um, questions like, you know, how long has this position been open? Um, that kind of gives you an idea if a position's been open for more than a year, you know, maybe, maybe that's a red flag. Maybe, you know, maybe you're wondering why that position has been open so long. Um, you know, if that position has been open recently, what brought about the change? Did this person leave? Um, you know, did this person, was this person promoted, right? If this person was promoted, now you have an idea that they like to promote from within. They like to, they like organically grown talent, right? So you know that if you get in there and, you know, you put one foot in front of the other and keep your head down, you can, you can advance within the company because you've, you've seen it happen. Um, you get an idea of what hours, um, you know, typically what hours are worked. Um, you get an idea of, um, you know, how the, the company handles family emergencies or how, you know, the, your, what paid days off and things like that. You really get an idea of the company culture. And based on how each candidate works, we all work differently, right? We all want to work in an environment where we're able to kind of, comfortably exercise our craft and not comfortably meaning lazily comfortably but you know you're in a a spot where you you can you can do what you know how to do and do it effectively and do it well um 
So culture is, is ultimately important. And I would, I would advise every candidate to ask those cultural questions about where you're working because your job isn't just what's in the job description. Your job isn't um, what's just in the job posting for that matter. Um, but it's about the environment and it's about the culture and it's about the arena that you're going to be in and how well you're going, how effectively you're, you're going to be able to assist the team that you're on. That's great. Maura, I know this is sort of a little bit ad hoc, you know, because, I mean, everything that Jonathan said is, like, you know, really, like, important. And I think, you know, sometimes we think about, like, workplace culture as, you know, it's either it's a, it's a yes or a no. You know, it's like either you like it or you don't. But really the reality is it's what, you know, what works for your workplace culture. And so I had a question for you um, in regards to, you know, being on the younger side and sort of newer to the industry – you know, have you found that perhaps, you know, there's a, a big difference between, you know, um, older people that are in their careers and more seasoned professionals versus some of the workplace um, environments that um, are of interest to the younger generations? And or, you know, do you find that you are experiencing a lot of commonalities, um, finding like, you know, the like minded people that you mentioned? Uh, well, that's an interesting question. I think that there are definitely a lot of similar interests that both, you know, the the more seasoned generations and then the younger generations, they all want to have, you know, productive and also creative and fun environments. I think they might just be shown in different ways from what we're used to. So I think, you know, being part of the the newer generation that's coming into the AV and IT world, um, there's been a ton of changes just workplace environment wise with all these different hall rooms. And um, now they have like fun activities at workplaces, you know, and everything's colorful and um, creative. Um, but I think, you know, it's all really chasing after the point of what Jonathan's saying is being able to comfortably perform your craft. Right. And so like, what does that mean to the individual? And I think what's really important um, that I've realized just by being a young professional is that uh, when you're looking for a new position, yes, you are entering a workplace culture. But when you enter that workplace culture, you're bringing something from yourself to that culture. So you're now Absolutely. part of it. And you want to think about how you're going to affect that team as a whole and what you're bringing to the table. Sure. Yeah. And then I That's also want to. Oh, sorry. I just I just wanted to touch on because um, Jonathan was talking about how important it is for candidates to ask, which is 100 percent true. Um, but I think it's also interesting for companies to think about um, if maybe they're not able to fund an employee as well as they would like to or as much as the or candidate is requesting. Um, there's a lot of ways that that can be um, traded for. So like a company culture, a c candidate would totally choose a company that is maybe paying them less, but has a much better, more um, inducive to what they're looking for culture versus one that doesn't, but pays more. So sure. I think it works well in that way too, on the company side. Yeah. You know, you know, I just, I love that just even having the conversation about the fact that, you know, Back in the day, it was just sort of like, you know, you, you want to make sure that you get the best salary. And, and you know, so it's like those, uh, you know, not necessarily. And that was, you know, when that was maybe primarily it was, you know, male, very male dominated. And those were, you know, men were the breadwinners and, you know, getting the most salary to support a family was really the primary driver of, of having sure. jobs. But to see how the industry has sort of evolved and that now we're talking, like you said, like you both said that, you know, 
being able to say like, you know, I might not necessarily be able to offer you the salary that you want, but I have health benefits for you. You know, I have paid family, like paternity leave or maternity leave and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's just the evolution of the workforce environment, you know, is a really interesting one. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I, go ahead. I was going to say, if I could, if I could just, just jump in there, when, when it comes to making a bad hire, whether it's a bad hire cultural wise or whether, um, you know, a company puts out a job description and they, go through, you know, four or five interviews and they think they have the right fit. And then this person gets in there and they're not, they're not a match. Um, From the staffing side of things, we don't see that as a problem. We see it as an opportunity. And I hope that most companies see it as an opportunity too, because making a bad hire or a series of bad hires should allow or should make each company look within. And looking within is going to tell you a lot about your company. It's going to tell you a lot about your management. It's going to tell you a lot about your interview style. It's going to tell you a lot about your culture because, um, you know, on the staffing side of things, we, you know, we interview these candidates and we vet them and we, we, we do our very, very best to give our clients exactly what they ask for. And then our clients interview these people multiple times, oftentimes, and then they themselves put a stamp of approval on them. And then, unfortunately, sometimes those opportunities don't work work out. But if, if those opportunities lead a company to take a look within and start to look at your culture and your hiring process and your management and all those things, like Maura said, culture starts at the top, right? It's like the saying, they say the fish stinks at the head, right? So culture, it starts at the top. And so when you start to make a series of bad hires and it starts to make you look within, it'll tell you a lot about your organization and your culture. Just want to throw it out there. Yeah, no, that's perfect. And and being nimble, being nimble and open to change. I think sometimes like, you know, um, especially like in technology, it's like being, being afraid to take like, you know, sort of like you said, uh, like those risks Mm -hmm. of of maybe making them what's considered a mistake might be the biggest blessing in disguise and might, you know, propel you like three or four steps further. Um, You know, sticking sort of like, you know, with, with that point, um, when you're talking about like sort of our companies, like the companies that we have in our industry, you know, versus sort of the wider, broader um, technology and, and IT industry, they're kind of giants. They, you know, there's a lot of companies that actually around like integrators and things, they've been significantly in the industry for 20 to 30 years, you know, and so they've had a lot of time to mature. They've had a lot of, you know, experience and sort of where, how and where to shape the industry, you know, what are, you know, sort of your recommendations and more, I'd like to hear from you too, is that, you know, what are your recommendations about people, new people coming into the industry, whether it's like a younger generation of, of workforce that are getting out of college or, you know, what is like, you know, an, an older professional who might be trying to transition out of IT into AV, um, you know, what, what can we do as an industry to, you know, help make sure that we are attracting the best talent and, you know, what, what are some tips and advice that you have for people new to the industry in sort of what they can expect? So I, th- I think, um, and when I'm, when I'm um, talking with a client, especially with unemployment being as low as it is right now, um, it's very difficult for us to find talent because everyone's working. And, you know, I'll tell my, employ- my um, clients a lot of times, the candidate that I'm going to find for you for this role is employed by someone else right now. So what can I tell them about your organization more than a paycheck is exciting. Are you, do you offer, you know, comp- industry related training? Um, you know, do you, is there a fast track to management? 
Um, is there tuition reimbursement? These are all things that organizations should start to think about to differentiate themselves from their competitors. Because when unemployment is as low as it is right now, candidates look at more than a paycheck. And especially a true technologist, someone that is technology driven, someone that eats, sleeps, breathes this, they're not taking a job just based on a paycheck. They're taking a job based on professional growth, personal growth. They're taking a job based on the things that matter other than what they get paid every two weeks. And so I would, you know, for instance, a lot of integrators offer um, their employers a company car. So rather than put mileage on your car, you're driving their car. They give you a gas card. So rather than you paying gas and having to reimburse, they reimburse you, you're using a company, a company issued gas card. These are all things that matter in the long run and hold financial consideration when it comes to um, comes to candidates um, selecting one job or the other. So I would say that um, that companies should really, really start to look at the amenities they offer and start to differentiate themselves from their competitors. On the candidate side, I think it starts with candidates being honest with yourself. Are you more of a siloed person? If you're a project manager and you just want to do project management work, then you probably should go to larger organizations where those roles are more siloed. If you are a person who wears multiple hats and you'd like to do project management sales and also get your hands dirty during the installation, a smaller company is probably better for you where you can wear multiple hats and, and you know companies can really get a bang for their buck with you because you can do multiple things. So I would say from the candidate side, it starts with you being honest about what you're willing to do and what you love doing. If you love wearing multiple hats, I'd say a small organization is for you. If you're more siloed, you want to do stay in your lane and do what it is you do, then I would say the larger organization is for you. Great. Mara. Uh, well, I want to touch on something that Jonathan actually said the other day. Um, just going off of newer candidates coming into the pool, whether they're coming from um, just getting out of college or, you know, another industry. Um, and that is the taking or understanding that it takes time to grow and learn. So even if you're coming out of school and you're ready to, you know, grab life by the horns and get that management position, beeline straight to it, you know, um, make tons of money in your second week, you have to remember that <laughs> <laughs> you have to remember that, you know, you great. went to I school. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> We'd all be gearing for that. But, um, you just have to remember that it takes time. Like if you're really in it for the craft and the skill and your life's work, not to be dramatic, but your life's work, um, it's going to take time to grow and learn and really build yourself and get to a platform where you're, where you're looking to be. And that might take you five more years or 10 more years, depending on what path you take, uh, what opportunities you take along that path and you know, what you're keeping your mind open to. Absolutely. One thing, yeah, definitely. I want to like also really emphasize that an open mind is what's going to keep the free flow in this audiovisual industry. Like, continue to just advance, advance, advance. The more open-minded we are among each other, among new people coming in, and among what's already been established before new people coming in, um, I think that's all really key. Absolutely. And you know, that's awesome. I I love that. What is what is tier PM? you know, um, have to offer to like, you know, that separates you guys uh, to new clients and to new candidates, Mara. I mean, we have a lot to offer. We have everything on the audiovisual side. We have Jonathan to offer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Um, I come so, at a discount. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, really what we want the industry to understand is that we're here um, as a helping hand to the industry. So we're really deep in, you know, finding that talent or finding a candidate who wants to become a certain kind of talent, you know, really getting them on the right track or getting um, a client company connected with the uh, individuals that they'll need to succeed and take their company to the next place. Um, and now with our IT services, we're really trying to really round out uh, full circle what that means to be um, a supporter of the industry, because it's not just the people, well, mostly it's the people, but there's a lot to be dealt with on the IT and data side in the audiovisual world that is really gonna bring everything full circle um, and really bring these companies to the next level with both their service and um, just fruition and growth. Sure. Right, you know, and one of the things that I thought that was like, you know, really interesting um, and just something that I don't think a lot of people know but that they should know is that, you know, from TFPM's perspective, I mean, when it comes to candidates especially is the, the side that I know about, um, I mean, you guys will, often you know try to step in and sort of help make a job happen for a person you know so whether or not it's something like i've seen it at a point in time that you know you guys may i mean this isn't you know obviously a guarantee every situation is different but you guys would offer um relocation fees like you know maybe if a company doesn't offer relocation fees to be able to have somebody apply for a job you know that might be something where trpm has in the past anyways you know been able to do something you know, to, to make, make opportunities happen. And, and that's sure. what I really appreciate about you guys, you know, and especially when it comes to, you know, the women and, you know, I really just, I think it's so important for us to sort of like reiterate that, you know, the partnership between TRPM and women in AV is to offer free consulting for any of your career needs. And I just, I want to make sure that I note that like, I know that we're doing that as a partnership for, um, you know, women, but, that's that's something that you guys do, you know, for for anybody, right? I Absolutely. mean, you guys really like put a step in and like help people. Sure, yeah, we're very uh, TRPM. Um, if I could use, we're very relationship driven. You know, we you know we we're not we're not one of those organizations that just. Um, I've heard recruiters call it headhunters and body snatchers, and that that <laughs> so undersells what we do because. It's not just about placing the candidate in the job. It's about helping them put together a resume that's a true representation of themselves and an excellent presentation, right? Your resume is your commercial. So, you know, even if I can't help a candidate at this point in time, I'm going to take a look at your resume, offer some advice. My grandfather used to say, chew the meat and spit out the bones, right? All my advice probably isn't all that profitable to you, but I'd like to think in, in my career, I can give you a couple of jewels of wisdom that you can kind of chew on and take with you. Um, so we're very relationship driven. And for that reason, our candidates become our clients and our clients become our candidates. And we're not, you know, we're not just after the big buck or the, the fill or the placement, but we realize that this is a relation driven industry. This is sometimes who knows who and how you've treated people. And so, you know, aside from knowing what it is that we do and being very um, intelligent about what it is that we're involved in, we're people, we're people and we try to help people. And if I can't, if I can't help you find a job, i.e. I have a job to give you, to put, you know, to place you in, um, I'm going to tell you what I know to increase your chances should you go another route. 
Um, and so we're very relationship driven. And, um, and for that reason, it, you know, it comes back to us in multiple ways. And, you know, sometimes it comes back to us as a company. Sometimes it comes back to us personally, but we're very, we're very relationship driven. That's great. Anything you wanted to add more? Um, yeah, well, I wanted to add, um, like going back to what we touched on in the beginning about the stats and how low it is of the rate of like women in technical roles coming in. Um, but I feel like if, if they're just putting out all our services um, and making more awareness to that, that I hope those numbers will go up because I know Absolutely. there's more women technicians out there and women engineers and women programmers all in these um, awesome roles that maybe we just haven't made contact with. So please reach out to us and contact us and let's get that number increased. Absolutely. Sure. That's awesome. Well, guys, I mean, this has just been really like so fantastic. I mean, you know, Ali said, I, I can't tell you enough. It's, you have you have such a, a, a wonderful perspective of the industry that so few people have insight into. And I know that it's something that, you know, it, we get so submerged in like our day to day work, but we don't always necessarily take the time to look at the bigger picture of where we're going, sort of, you know, how how's the industry moving and, you know, and how can we continue to advance our career? So, you know, just to our viewers and to everybody, you know, that that is one of the most, you know, resourceful and influential offerings that TRPM has to offer. And, you know, being able to work with folks like Jonathan and, and Mara is just, you know, it, it doesn't get any better than that. You know, I mean, it's just people that genuinely want to help, people that are just so invested in, you know, making us all better and making us all successful. I mean, that's just the way that like, you know, the industry's gonna continue to move forward. So you know, we're really grateful. We're really grateful to you guys. And we're really excited to see like the different kinds of like, services and things that you guys are coming out with this year. So, you know, I wanted to take this time to just say thank you. And um, Jonathan, you know, how is it that, you know, um, people can get in touch with you? So I can be reached on Twitter, Instagram, um, at jwebavtech. Um, it's the same on both. Uh, email address is jwebster at trpm.com. Um, just reach out to me. And, um, you know, like I said, if I, in any way, shape, or form, I'm, I'm going to do my best to help you. Yeah, that's awesome. You are. Mara. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at MarsAVIT, and you can find TRPM at TIERPM and at www.trpm.com. Awesome. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time and like helping everybody to, you know, continue to, to grow and grow our industry. So, you know, we're really grateful for that. Yes. And thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate giving. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah. Having this time to really share with the industry um, what we're finding and, you know, hopefully inspire people out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. All right. Great. Thank you, everybody. You know, we're really excited and happy that you uh, joined into Tune. You know, the Women in AV Wavecast with AV Nation. You can check this one out at www.avnation.tv. And there's all sorts of other podcasts that you can check out there from residential to marketing to control systems, you know, and definitely follow AV Nation. Uh, ISC is coming up here in a couple of weeks and they'll have your entire show coverage for you. So um, thanks again and www.avnation.tv. Until next time.